Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome out to the show, everybody. We're going to be talking about how to survive your early 20s. I would like to do an episode on how to survive your early 30s, but I just can't do that yet. I want to have some rear view mirror wisdom, power, authority, whatever. But I can talk a little bit about specifically like beginning into adulthood. Um, I, it was recent enough for me to actually have a very solid memory of it, but far enough away. Uh, I've moved past that phase, I guess. And I've seen the things that I did that worked. I've seen the things that I did that did not work and I'm still paying the price for. Um, and it's a pretty, it's a pretty healthy mix. I've, I've got there's a lot of things that I did early in life that set me up for success that are that have been an enormous um, cushion for me because I've, I've also made a lot of mistakes, obviously. But if you do enough things right, if you get if you get like 51 percent of the things right, you may not be ultra successful, but it will help you out tremendously. Um, those good habits that you set, those good decisions that you make early on, they can absolutely um, carry you through some pretty dark times through some pretty difficult times so we're going to talk about this we're going to i'm going to give my best advice that i can and this is not just going to draw from me um it's also going to draw just kind of a culmination of everything that i have learned working in you know doing this uh doing life coaching studying philosophy studying psychology um and all the other stuff that i get up to um also and 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 i want to put this out there too a lot of this is not something that I figured out. Some of it is, um, and I'll, I'll try to point that out when I can. Um, but the majority of this was stuff that multiple people told me, or I learned about from multiple sources that are, you know, pretty well recognized. And I either applied it or I didn't. And I, at some point, realized the importance of it. So this isn't. Don't, don't think that this is just me, like saying, "Oh, this is what I think is right." This is the culmination of like. A, a lot of stuff there's a lot of sources here and if there's something specific that i can point to I, I will but usually there's there's multiple things multiple people that have like told me hey do this don't do that whatever all right so the first thing that we're going to talk about and this one seems a, a little bit counterintuitive i'm going to say set goals which is obviously nothing profound but set goals absolutely however don't put a whole lot of energy into the future don't put a whole lot of energy into what's going to come. Now, I don't mean don't think about your future. I don't mean like do whatever you want now because there's no consequences. That's ridiculous. That's how you get yourself in a bad situation. What I don't want you to do is to put too much energy into something that does not exist. So set your goals, but focus on the here and now. Focus on what's right in front of you because that's your life. The job that you hate today that you have to work, that's your life. The people that you can't wait to get away from, the toxic people that you're around, um, whether they're friends or family or you know your your lovers or whatever they are, that's your life. You need to put energy into that. If you're like, for example, if you're sitting there fantasizing about this job that you'll have one day, that's energy that you're not putting into getting there because you're just thinking about it and it doesn't exist yet. And I've seen people waste a ridiculous amount of energy, and I'm guilty of this too, fantasizing about like someday 
And the fact is, if you took like daydreaming while they're at this job, and it's like, it's fine to have those goals to move towards, especially when you feel low. And it's like, I don't want to do this forever. No, good. Like, don't do this forever. You shouldn't be stuck in an entry level job forever. It drives me insane when I talk to people or I work with people and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I guess I'm just going to work in the restaurant business forever. It's like, why? Oh, because I have this background. Who cares? It's an entry level job. Why would you get stuck there? Use it and move on. Unless you just absolutely love food as somebody that, you know, I, I won't even get into that. Um, so, yeah, focus, focus on what you have right in front of you because there's a, there's a lot of opportunity for you to grow as a person. And it's always right in front of you. There's always a chance for you to learn, for you to gain wisdom, but you will not gain it if you're sitting there focused on what might happen one day, what you think you want to happen. I've talked about this before. The goals that you set, like let's say you want to be in whatever position by the time you're 30, you're not going to be the same person when you're 30. So if you set this goal now and you're like, you're fixated on it, I want to be, I don't know, um, you know building houses in, in Africa, or I want to be backpacking Europe still, just free and living my best life. You're not going to be that same person when you get to that point. You may realize after taking the first step in that direction that you don't actually want to do that, right? And I think that the idea of freedom is one of those things where people like, like the, you know, I want to just travel. I want to just be free and like live out of a van. It's like, that's great for a summer. But when you're 35 and you're still living out of a van, it's like, okay, now I have to start with my life. Now I have to start learning skills. Now it's whatever. So the point being that if you just learn to shift your focus out of the future into the right now and say, okay, I don't necessarily like where, I, where I'm at. What can I do to make the most of it? What opportunities are right in front of me? Let's capitalize on that. Maybe this isn't the story that I saw myself living out. I didn't want to go this particular route, but that's the beauty of life is that you don't know what's going to happen. And, there, and like, this is just one of the most frustrating things about being young and about dealing with young people is that early on, and for some people, unfortunately, this doesn't change, but, but early on, especially, it's easy to think that you know exactly what you want and what's going to happen. I've got this plan. My life is mapped out for me. And it's like, when it doesn't happen, you get frustrated. But the thing is that you can say, I want to move in this general direction. I think that I want to be, you know, I think I want to be happy. I think I want to be successful. I think I want to, you know, have my, myself together for the most part. If you move in that general direction, though, the beauty of life is that it's going to take you in a, a, or along a path that you don't expect. It's going to take you through uh, on an adventure. Like you're, you just don't know what's going to happen next. And that's fun. That's a good part of life. All right. And it's important to let go of that resistance to the thing to to rejecting what is in favor of how you think things should be. It's very important to learn that it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow because we think that we have it figured out, especially when we're young. And like, again, this doesn't go away necessarily, but um, a lot of people just they, they miss so many opportunities because they think that their life should go a certain way. They think I should be with this person because we were high school sweethearts or I should be, you know, in this job because this is what the family does or because this is what I committed to when I was 12. You know, it's like this is the idea that I had for how my life was going to go. And then the, you get into it and you realize there's better options. There doesn't actually suit me. Um, I can do more. I just have a, a higher potential. And it's like, no, like I, I wanted things to go this way and it's trying to take me this way. You got to let go of that. Um, and it's not easy. And nothing that I'm going to tell you today is going to be easy. In fact, a lot of it's going to be counterintuitive and difficult. Um, 
excuse me, which one thing that I'll, I'll add on to with that is that it's very important to learn to distinguish between your emotions and your your logical processing systems. So a lot of times things that feel right are not right for us. Relationships are probably the easiest way to point that out. It's, it's easy to fall in love with the wrong person. It's easy to get into toxic relationships and to feel like, well, it's supposed to be this way or to be scared to leave or there's no one else out there or this person like it actually loves me or whatever it is. It's easy to get into that. It's the same thing with jobs too though. It's easy to think that, oh, this doesn't feel right. This job does not resonate with me. Why? Because you're uncomfortable. It's, it's uncomfortable and it feels like depression. It feels like anxiety. It feels like fear. It feels like all the negative emotions that you don't want to experience. It's like, I don't want to get up and go do this. And it's like, that's where you grow. That discomfort is what, uh, is, is what initiates the process of change. That's how you become a stronger person. That's how you learn things. Now, for sure, there are absolutely times where that is your gut telling you this doesn't resonate, right? Like if you're, if you're showing up at a factory every day and you just feel depressed, it's like, this is soul crushing. I hate this. This is so boring. Like, I can't do this forever. Okay, fine. That, that, that may be a sign that you shouldn't be doing it. But you need to learn to distinguish like, hey, this is not good for me in my future. This is not the direction I want to go in versus this doesn't feel right. Because a lot of times the things that are that are good for us that are going to actually take us where we want to be, it's not pleasant. And there's this this huge ridiculous myth that has been um, propagated by modern society that if it's meant for you, it's going to feel right. You won't have to work hard at it. It's going to be natural. It's going to be easy. You're just going to love it. You're going to be passionate about it. And they apply that to careers. They apply that to relationships. They apply it to, you know, morality and philosophy and religion and whatever else. And it's like, no, this is ridiculous. Like the things that you want to achieve, you have to go through difficult times to get there. You have to be willing to accept discomfort. And I remember like fairly recently, even I was like, I caught myself doing this because I was working in an environment where I was just, just very challenged and it felt like depression and, and anxiety. And I just remembered being like, you know, 18 and uh, in the Marines and like having that awful feeling. You know, I remember when I got out, I was like, I don't ever want to feel that way again. And then I started to feel this way again in this job that I was really excited about because I knew there was a lot of opportunity there. And I knew that there was a very realistic chance that it could get me to where I wanted to be. And then I actually started and I was like, this is awful, <laughs> right? And I had to make the decision like, no, 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 no. This is the discomfort that, that brings the growth, okay? And pushing through that, I, that was like, I look back on that time and it was like I, I felt, I feel, so, I would look back on it like so, um, with so many warm emotions. I look back and like, wow, I was happy then. But then when I really think about it, I was happy when I got off work. <laughs> I was happy in the morning before I started. I was excited. I was motivated. I was happy when I was talking to my friends about it. I was happy with the direction my life was going. In the heat of the moment, I was not happy. I was actually very uncomfortable. Like even when I was experienced, like it was still uncomfortable. So that's important to learn to distinguish. Um, okay, next point, don't try to do everything by yourself. It's easy to think that you have all the answers. You're 21, of course you do, you know everything. Realistically though, you know very little. Everything that you know about the world is, what's the term, a priori? Where it's like it builds off of something theoretical. Somebody else has told you this is how life is, you haven't lived it yet, okay? And people are really bad about this. Especially, and, and I, I, I say people, I mean me, but people in, people in general share this trait with me. Um, it's easy to, to, to 
listen to somebody else's experience of life and, and figure out, okay, I would have done this differently. Or because of that story, this is true, right? And it's like, no, 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 that's somebody else's interpretation of what happened. So your parents have told you this, that, and the other, and the media has told you something, and your friends have told you something, and this book told you something, and it's like, you take all this stuff together, and you think, okay, I have it figured out, because I've analyzed based off of all these other stories. But you have to go through the experience yourself. And if you go into the experience thinking that you have it figured out based off of your brilliance as a teenager, as a 25-year-old, as whatever, you're setting yourself up for failure because you're not open to the, the concept of being wrong. You're not open to learning. You're not open to, to new ideas. You've got to figure it out, and that's just the way it is. You're not willing to listen to anybody. It's very important to be open to new things. You need to have like the, the eternal student mindset, and that's not, something, that's not something that ever goes away. But you especially need to have it early on when you, you just don't know things, right? That's one thing that has irritated me a lot. Um, is I move, I've moved careers, either careers or specific industries several times. And every time I start, it's just like, oh, I gotta start from the beginning. Because I, I know that it's easy for me to say, I've got this figured out, but I don't. Like I have certain intangible qualities that are going to help me. But one of those is the idea that I don't know anything. It's, it's that belief that I really don't have things figured out. That's how I'm able to learn quickly. That's how I've been able to adapt so quickly is because I just kind of accept that I don't know what the hell is going on. All right? That's very important. Don't try to do it all yourself. Don't assume that you have all the answers. Find mentors who can lead you through this. Okay? And people get weird about mentors. They say, well, I don't like this guy. You don't have to like that guy. Does he know what he's talking about in this specific thing? Right? I had... Um, one of the best salesmen I ever knew. Not a good role model. He's not. A, he was not a good guy. He was not um, super healthy. He was not. Did not have the best marriage. He did not. There's a lot of things wrong with this person, right? He's he's not a bad guy. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like throw shade on him. Like he, I, I like him as an individual. I just don't want to take after him. Great salesman. He was a phen like he's a every, everything that you would expect out of like like a used car salesman um and he used his power for evil somewhat but it's like i learned so much from him just because of the fact that i was willing to look past the other stuff it's like okay i don't have to take everything from him i need to learn specific things and that applies to all of your life you can look at somebody and say this guy's an idiot this girl's an idiot they don't know what they're talking about they're biased they're closed-minded um they have all these issues but there's something good in what they're saying. There's something true in what they're saying. And that was something, I think it was Socrates. He had this idea. It's like, I can learn something from everybody, you know? And I've said this too a few times. It's like, look, any conversation that you have with people, any interaction that you have with people, it's easy to get stressed out. It's easy to get bored. It's easy to get irritated. It's also easy to get anxious and to be like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to deal with this right now. If you put your focus on what can I learn from this, though, even the dumbest person that you meet, you can get something out of it, even if it's what not to do, like they can become your mentors, right? But if you actively seek out the best performers in whatever industry that you have, like it, it, it could be outside of jobs, it could be relationships, it could be, you know, with, with finances, it could be with um, your spirituality, it can be with, with the job, it doesn't matter. Find the people that have what you want. You're probably not going to find anybody that has everything that you want. You're just not because everybody wants different things and they have different paths. They have different, um, their lives take different courses and that's a beautiful thing, but find the best that you can get access to and learn from them. Okay. And don't feel like 
oh, well, this person is like marginally better than me. I don't want to listen to them. No, no, no. Get as good as that person or get as good as that person, excuse me. And then from that point, you can start to look for better mentors. And if you make a habit of being a diligent worker and student, and I mean that in a broad sense, I don't mean that specifically to like one particular job, just anything that you think is important, any area of your life that is important to you. So maybe it's health and fitness, maybe it's your career, maybe it's your, you know, work, getting along with your brothers and sisters, whatever it is, find people that have that and take that from them. Like, don't steal it from them, obviously, but like learn from them, soak it up. Take from them what you can. And if you learn to do this, you will go very far very quickly because you're going to see that most people don't pay attention. And that's one of the biggest things that I, I try to impress upon people is just to pay attention. And it's, it's something that I say over and over again, but I say it so much because it's not a simple thing. It's not like if you want to fix your credit, go do this. All right. If you want to have good financial habits, here's this formula to follow, right? That's much easier to do than to learn to pay attention to the situation around you because you're overcoming a lot of psychological um, blind spots, shortcomings. You're overcoming your own ego. You're overcoming a lot of different stuff that's going to throw you off track. Plus, you have to remember to do it. And I, I, got, I, got, I got a message from somebody a while ago that said, like, I love your advice, but I forget about it. Like when I'm in the heat of the moment, I just forget about it. Or I was like, I'll listen to your podcast before I go to bed. I think that's a great idea. And I'll wake up and it's like, it's gone. It's like, yeah, this is not a, this is not a magic bullet. Having the knowledge doesn't mean anything if you don't apply it. And that's why I encourage people to pick something that you're going to work on every day. Go into each day with some kind of goal. Okay. And I guess this would be the next point. Find something that you can fixate on. And it's like, it doesn't mean that you don't take advantage of other opportunities. It doesn't mean that the day has to work out like that. Like you can still learn other stuff. You can still do other things, but keep that in the forefront of your mind as much as possible. If you do that, it will make it much, much, much easier to remember to actually apply the thing that you have learned and you can write it down. You can put it on your phone. You can, I, I used to write stuff on my arm all the time or like, cause like, you know, if you put it on your hand, it's gonna, it's gonna, um, get washed off at some point. But I, I write stuff on my arm all the time. It's usually my left forearm because I write with my right hand. And people will ask me about stuff maybe once in a blue moon. People don't pay that much attention to you. I, I've written out entire like notes to myself. Remember to do this, that, and the other. And people just kind of like, they may glance at it. They don't care. Nobody's going to look at you funny for that. But it's there. You can see it every time you look down. So it's a, it's a very good thing. All right. Next point. Be patient. Again, not profound, probably nothing new, but wisdom is simple. A lot of times the stuff that you need to do are the things that you kind of already know you should be doing, right? And if you don't learn anything new in this episode, but you're not doing any of the things in this episode, well, that, that kind of says it all. Like you need to actually apply philosophy to your life. You need to apply the self-help principles, you need to apply the, the, the things that you learn. And patience is one of those things that you only develop it by being in situations that test it. Um, if you can learn to, what's the, what's the, what's the phrase? Um, keep yourself, it's escaping me. I'm having, I'm having a moment here. But if you can learn to delay gratification, there it is. If you can learn to delay gratification, and you can understand like, look, I'm 22, 25, 20, 16, whatever it is, if you can learn to say, look, I want to be that person. I want to have that stuff. 
okay? Like I want to have this, this, this career. I want to be this awesome person. I want to be in that great shape. But it's not happening fast enough. It's okay. When you can learn to just appreciate the process as you're going through it, it's a superpower because nobody learns it, especially in this day and age. People are so fixated on instant gratification. And you can see this everywhere in our culture. It's, it's not hard to, 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 to find examples of this. It's not hard to find examples of it in our own lives. If we're being honest with ourselves, it's super important to learn to do this, though, because most of the bad decisions that you get into are going to be because you couldn't wait for you just you couldn't wait right um i, I kind of had this epiphany myself and i'm not saying that this applies to everybody but you know for me specifically i realized that the, the like 95 percent at least 95 percent of the bad decisions i've made were honestly because i was lonely i look back on that and i realize that now it's like i was lonely i got in debt because i wanted to be around these people and they were you know doing stupid stuff and you know i wanted to impress them or i wanted to keep up with them and it's like I got in a bad financial situation because of it. Or I really wanted this group of friends. I remember when I was DJing and I was like, I remember walking around thinking, I'm actually like the cool guy now. This has never happened to me before. I've always been the social out outcast. I've always been super weird. But it's like now I, ha I have to be the center of the party because <laughs> I'm the one throwing the party. And so it was a very weird situation for me. And I got into a lot of trouble in that time. And I... I I didn't get into like legal trouble, but I did set myself up for failure in a lot of ways because I was like, I can actually keep people around me now. And it's not just because, not just at work, but like I have a social circle for the first time in my life. I think I was like 22, 23. This is wild to me, right? That was a new thing to me. And because I was so fixated on, you know, being popular, um, which, you know, that pro most people probably go through that in high school. I went through this in my early 20s. Because I was so fixated on that, like I made a lot of dumb decisions, all right? Um, same thing with relationships. If I had just left earlier and not been worried about being alone, I would have solved almost all of my problems, right? Um, and it's like, obviously, there's other factors. Like, all that stuff's complicated. Like, you know, you care about that person um, or you care about those people to some extent. And so it's, there's more to it than that. But if I, had, if I had removed the feeling of loneliness, if I had just, like, that had not been a factor... The, 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 the evidence of how negative those situations were would have been so overwhelming that I really find it hard to believe that I would not have left. I, I really think that if you take the emotional aspect out of it, I probably would have been like, just made the right decision. But I didn't because it's hard to, to separate um, logic from emotion. And that's, that's a journey that I've, I'm still on, quite frankly. Um, a lot of people never learn this. If you can learn it early on, though, if you can learn to accept your the way that you feel, but to put it to the side, just kind of push it away. Be like, okay, yes, I feel this way. I'm very angry about this, but I'm not going to act out on it. I'm very lonely. However, I'm not going to get into a bad situation just because I'm lonely. Or I'm not going to let that loneliness destroy the happiness that I have right now. Like right now, um, like I, I, I've been in my room all day or I've been at my desk all day, and I haven't had anybody around, am I a little bit lonely? Kind of. But I decided to make the, or I made the decision to, to fixate on the, the positive things. I'm at peace. It's quiet. I get to, I can get work done. I can catch up on the, all the stuff that's been stressing me out. Like, I, I have the opportunity to do things that I wouldn't be able to do if I was around people. Okay? So be patient. Learn that 
if you work hard and you move in the right direction, you make good decisions, you will eventually have the things that you want. But what's more important is that you will have those things because you have earned them. You have become the type of person that can sustain those things. Like if you are 18 years old and you're, you know, you're not in good shape, you're not that popular, you don't really have um, good social skills, you don't have like any of the stuff that you want to have, it's like, well, I want to date this girl. It's like, okay, well, even if you get that person, she's not going to stay with you. Or even if she does, you're going to be so insecure about it because you don't have any of the things that you know make you classically attractive. It's like, if you instead say, I'm going to spend the next few years making myself into a version of me that I love, that is, you know, has all of these positive attributes. So I'm going to, you know, I'm be very hardworking. I'm going to get in good shape. I'm going to do all this stuff. Again, not complicated things, things that we all know that we should do. We just like to find excuses not to do them. If I'd spend the time doing that, I will naturally start to attract um, like-minded people. I'll naturally start to attract um, people and events and things that resonate with that. But I will be secure in, in, my, in my own sense of self when I have them. I, will be, I won't be stressed out about it because I'll know I deserve it, right? And two, I'll be able to sustain it effortlessly because that's just who I am at that point. And that's one thing too. It's like a side note. I, I, I see people get really um, fixated on what they think their personality is. This is who I am. This is how I am. This is just, this is just the way it is. And it's like, well, if you don't like certain things about yourself, I won't even say that. I won't even say if you don't like certain things. I'm going to say if you're not getting the results you want with your current set of behaviors, you can change those. And it's like it's... It's something that, like, I hate saying it because it sounds dumb when I say it because it's like, it's so obvious. But people don't think about it. If you are not getting the results you want, all you have to do is change the actions that are getting you the negative results, okay? There's only so many ways to be wrong. There's only so many, like, realistically, there's only so many ways to go about things wrong, incorrectly. Like, at some point, you're going to stumble on something that's at least half, half right. It's at least less wrong. It's like, okay, I can, I can course suggest once I, once I have a better idea of what's working and what's not, this has been slightly less destructive for me. So it's like, you know, I've, 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 I've moved in a, in a better direction. When you, when you put your energy on that, instead of saying, well, I grew up in this environment and my parents are like this and they didn't treat me well and, you know, or I wasn't popular in high school or whatever else, or, you know, the economy, capitalism, ugh. When you stop complaining about dumb crap like that and you start thinking about, okay, I'm in the situation I'm in. I can't change that right now. However, I can set a plan that's going to take me out of this. I can, I can set a course that's going to take me to a better destination. Because if you look at the collection of habits that you have, I'm not talking about like who deserves the blame for it. Like maybe you have like all these toxic traits and you know that you do and you're like, oh, well, it comes from my dad or it comes from my mom. It comes from my, it's a generational curse or it comes from my high school boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever, like they just screwed me up. Okay, so you're going to give power over your entire life to that one person? Because I had this conversation recently. Oh, it's not fair that I went through all this in high school, that this person did this to me. Or I, actually, I don't think it was high school. I think it was like right out of high school. But it, it's beside the point. They They were... They're very upset, and like and obviously, I didn't sit there and say, "Well, you deserve it because you could have done something else." But no, no, no. Like I, I sat there and listened. But like, the reality is, like, you you feel like you don't deserve this, but we live in a world of cause and effect. If you had not dated that person, this wouldn't have happened, right? Now, you may not have had the 
discretion or what's that's not the right word the, the the discernment to look at that person and say you're not good for me on some level you probably did have a warning light go off and you've probably felt uneasy with it and you probably could have listened to that but you didn't okay it is what it is you are where you are you can't change that right now but are you going to be a victim to the to the past are you going to be a slave to, to something that happened to you five years ago that doesn't make any sense it's going to be hard to change those things, but it's like all of those negative patterns that you have, um, you know, like you have like this overwhelming fear of being with somebody else, right? Because of that thing that happened. Understandable. But are you going to live the, the rest of your life like that? Or are you going to say, this is just who I am? This is just how I am. I can't change it. This person ruined my whole life. Why would you let them do that? It doesn't make any sense. You should be looking at that person and saying, screw you, screw you. I can, I can do so much better. Despite the fact that these negative things happened to me, I'm going to overcome it. Despite the fact that I was treated so badly growing up, which nine times out of 10 people, they had this idea of like, I was traumatized as a kid. And like, you find out what it was. And it's like, that's it. That's it. Like, <laughs> look at the world events. Look at some of the situations people grow up in now. Like that's trauma. And you got yelled at. Come on. I'm not saying that wasn't a negative thing for you or that it didn't create bad habits or it didn't have. Like, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not trying to say like, it, when I was super depressed, I remember somebody um, tried to say, oh, if, you, if you're depressed, go to a, the, the burn ward in the hospital. Then you realize that your problems aren't the bad. And it's like, no, like I have genuine problems. Like it may not make sense to other people, but it's like my internal experience is valid. It is, it, it, it is meaningful right? It's like what somebody else going through it may not feel the same way. Somebody else may have it worse. That doesn't mean that I'm not suffering, okay? And I'm, I'm not trying to come across that way. I'm not trying to say that like, oh, just suck it up. It's not that bad. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying, however, you have to take responsibility for your healing. You have to take responsibility. If you don't want to stay stuck, it, it just, it is what it is, all right? I'm not coming at this from an unsympathetic angle. I'm not saying that you're not actually suffering, don't think that. I am saying that, like, yes, something bad happened to you. However, what are you going to do about it? Because that person's not going to come back and fix it for you. They're just not. All right. If you're if you're if your parents messed you up as a kid, you may get an apology one day. But it's like, are you going to wait for that? Are you going to ruin your life because you're just you're fixated on something that happened to you? Because you have these these bad habits. You have this negative pattern that you're stuck in. Are you going to stay fixated on that? I've had so many bad relationships. And I, I remember I got mad about it recently. I was like, this isn't fair. And I thought about it. I was like, well, uh, it kind of is. <laughs> I, I kind of keep, I keep picking these people. So it, it, it's kind of fair. Um, it's not pleasant. And I don't want to admit that. But it, I have to change what I'm doing. Is it right that these people treat me the way they do? No. That, 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 that I'll, I'll allow that. But if I don't want to keep getting stuck in the same toxic cycle... That's something I have to change. If I'm mad about being broke, right, and I haven't done anything to, to improve my finances in the last five years, I haven't actually taken steps towards getting out of debt, making myself more valuable so I can make more money. If I haven't done that, it's like I can't blame society. I can't blame capitalism. I can't blame favoritism. I can't say, oh, well, my boss likes this person more. It's like, dude, like you have to take responsibility for your, your direction forward. And 
we just don't like to do that anymore because it's easier to blame somebody else because then we don't have to feel bad about it. And to be totally clear, I still catch myself doing this. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm not saying you're going to grow out of it even. It's a natural human tendency to do this. But the more you bring awareness to it, the more you actively work on mitigating that, um, that tendency's effects, the better off you'll be. You're taking control of your life. You're taking control of yourself. Okay. Next point. Let me get some water. It is easier to do the right thing the first time than to break bad habits. Okay. This, I'm pretty sure that I've talked about this before on a video, or not a video, an episode um, specifically on habits. And the analogy that I like to use for this is, is um, drugs. It's so much easier to not get addicted to drugs than it is to get off of drugs. It's like, what's easier, to, 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 to never snort coke or to do it for a couple months and then try to stop? It's so much easier to just not do it, right? And I'm like, you know, not to be like, just say no, because it kind of sounds silly, but like, seriously, um, just take the time to, to really think through the, the decisions that you make and to look at something realistically and say, is this going to be a bad habit, right? Is this going to be something that I, like, if I do this thing one time, am I comfortable doing it every day forever? So um, that could be, that could, that could be drugs. Um, it could be junk food. I've talked about this before. Um, if you think through something and say, am I comfortable with this thing becoming a habit, not just for me, but for everybody, right? Because we like to think that we're not going to be a victim of cause and effect. So I can eat this, this box of cookies and not develop a bad habit. I've taught, and I always use the same example. Um, but if I look at somebody else and say, can, can, can that person over there, can they eat this box of cookies and not become a, like addicted to this bad habit? Can they, can they resist the temptation to buy cookies again tomorrow when they come back? Probably not. Okay, then I shouldn't do it because I'm just as prone to those bad habits as they are, realistically. Um, and th this applies to everything. This applies to like the way that you interact with other people. If you become angry and bitter and you allow yourself to spiral into a negative cycle and start thinking like all these thoughts about how life isn't fair and you know, I'm gonna sit around and complain or I wanna hang out with these people that I know are not good for me. It's like, do you wanna do that every day forever? If not, then don't do it today because you're gonna create bad habits. It's as simple as that. I'm going to leave it there because it doesn't need to be said. It doesn't need to be broken down any more than that. Think about anything that you are going to do and imagine, do I want to do this forever? Constantly. Do I want to do it compulsively forever? Because that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to become a habit and it's going to be compulsive. So it's like you're in a relationship with somebody. Do I want to scream at them? Do I want to be paranoid and go through their phone? Do I want to um, play games? Do I want to like, you know, like intentionally upset them and create drama? It's like, no, do I want to do that every day? No, okay, don't do it this one time. It's that simple. I'm gonna leave it at that. Next point. If I can read my handwriting, I think that says identify foundational elements. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, so <laughs> we, we, make, we make life more complicated than it needs to be. Um, we like to think that we've got We've got to look for these like really deep, profound things that like, this is the way to do it, or this is the new philosophy, this is the new style of doing things. Look for the foundational stuff. 
Okay, look for the simple, basic, fundamental ideas that, that everyone abides by, okay? Find the formula um, that successful people are using. And it's like, um, you know, like if you, if you work in an industry, like I'm just going to use sales as an example because that's what is relevant to me. Um, I, when I came into this particular, as, or, um, this particular industry, I looked around at all of the people that were mildly successful up to like top performers. And I looked at what are the commonalities between all of these people. They're all following the same formula to varying degrees. Now they all have their own particular style. They have their own personality. They have their own you know, specific routine. They do things a little bit differently. Right? And they're not robots by any stretch of the imaginations. However, they do the same core things. They follow the same formula, okay? And I realized, okay, that's all you have to do. You have to follow that formula. You can make it your own. You can play with it. You can make it unique to you, but you have to follow it. If all of the people that are making millions of dollars every month are doing this thing, right, and they're all doing the same thing, and they all say, well, these are the three things you need to focus on. You have to do these, thing, these, these three things. They're non-negotiable. Do I need to say how important it is, right? We like to think that we have something new. You know, like every generation is like, well, I can do it better than my parents did. Um, this is the new way of doing things. This is how we're going to revolutionize things. And it's like, okay, if, if an idea has been around for the last five, 10,000 years, and it's ubiquitous amongst multiple cultures, it's probably there for a reason, right? Like you may think it's antiquated. You may think that it's, you know, a meaningless tradition. If it's everywhere, over and over and over again, it probably has some significance. The first example that comes to mind is marriage. It's like everyone tries to like hate on that concept, but it's like, that's, it's like that everywhere. That's just, it, it is how it is. If you don't have a solid family unit, a society is not going to develop. And then you try to, people say, oh, well, we figured, we cracked the code, we've evolved beyond that. In one generation, we figured out we don't actually need this. And you have the, the crazy stuff that's going on now, um, you know, like the whole sexual revolu revolution and everything. It's like, it's like, look at the chaos that that has caused. It's like, does anybody honestly look around and look at all of the single parent households or the people that grew up in single parent households? Do you look at those people and say, yeah, that's actually what we want to do more of? No, it doesn't make any sense because we know it doesn't work. But we're so fixated on this idea that we've, we've cracked the code. We don't have to be like that anymore. But it doesn't work. And, it, 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 and what does work is having that solid family unit, having that, 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 um, that tribe, you know, that cohesive team, right? And it goes beyond just the family. It goes, it goes into like the surrounding um, community because that's exactly what happens. You build, a, uh, you build a series of strong, powerful connections and relationships with your community. That makes you guys, like, you guys take care of each other. You look out for each other because, again, you got to have mentors. You got to have people to pick up the slack where you fail to, to overcome your shortcomings, right? Because we all have those. We all complement each other when we work together. And so you have these people that are fixated on, like, oh, like, no borders, no, no nationality. There's no sense of, like, these division between cultures or division between um, communities or whatever. And it's like, I'm not saying that, like, we need to be pitted against each other. That's, that, I know that people are going to misinterpret that. They're going to want to misinterpret that. I don't care. Screw you guys. The people that understand what I'm talking about, I'm talking to you. It's important that we understand that we build solid relationships with the people around us. I don't think that that needs to be expounded upon any further. When you try to take that out of society, look around at what, hap at what happens. Look at the consequences of that.
all right? We don't have to look forward to see that because our civilization is collapsing. Our society is imploding upon itself because we've abandoned these traditional values that we've had for so long. And it's like, are, just because it's an old custom doesn't necessarily mean that it's necessary, right? Like, yeah, superstition, excuse me, superstition gets passed down 100%. I'm not saying that anything is above question. I am saying that when you just throw everything out and say, oh, no, 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 I cracked the code. I figured it out. You're an idiot. I don't know how to say it. If you go into an industry and you're young and you're looking around and saying, I'm going to completely change this. But you haven't learned the basics. You haven't taken the time to actually practice and apply things. Well, you don't actually know what you're talking about. You may think that you're being revolutionary. Oh, I'm going to shake things up. I'm going to be all creative. Good. Keep that. Try it. But you have to actually go through the process of experimentation. You have to live a little bit like what I was talking about a minute ago. Just because you think you have figured things out does not mean that you have. Perfect example of this, real life example of this. Um, last job I was in, we were talking, I, I remember there was a training group there. It was like their second day or whatever. They had learned like how to talk to people. They, they'd learned the script. They'd learned like a presentation, whatever. They had learned a little bit about sales, a little bit about the industry. No sales background, nothing. And they were sitting there giving advice to each other on, well, this is how people are going to react. Because I think this is, this is the door knocking. Um, job, by the way, this is door-to-door -door sales, not easy to do, and not very predictable either, honestly. And these people, these kids are sitting there like they're, they're young, like they're sitting there saying, no, that's not how somebody's going to respond to you. And I looked at them like, you don't know that. And they look at me and like, well, I kind of think I do. And they like start trying to tell me how things are. And I'm like, no, you're an idiot. You're dumb if you think this. Because, and it's, it's not even that you're, you're wrong, you're, you're dumb because you think that you have it figured out when you have done zero work. You have no experience in this. When I, I, I moved from one sales job to another, when I started in this, I, I just I was absorbed it all. I was like, I don't know what this is. I have no idea. Like, I kind of know how to talk to people a little bit, but I have zero experience. What is it like? How do people respond to you? What works? What doesn't? And I took it all in, and I took it with a grain of salt, but I took it all in, and I went out there, and I experimented. All right, and I very quickly learned that some people don't know what they're talking about. Some of the things that were taught to me, they don't work, right? And I kind of figured that they might not, but there's some things that I didn't think were gonna work that did. There's some, like, um, there's, there's very specific things I can think of that I thought, like, this is ridiculous. And I did it, and I'm like, whoa, it's like magic. That actually works. I learned something. Cool. And, of course, it was funny because they were, like, they thought I was being a, you know, they thought I was just being rude to them. And they didn't know who I was either. They had no idea who I was in the company. And their instructor finally told them, like, this is actually one of our top sales reps. And like, oh, now they want to listen to me. And like, I'm done with you by now. Because you've shown that you're not humble enough to learn. You're not coachable. You think you have it figured out and you're not going to listen to me. Right? If you're not willing, like, I understand if you don't, like, jump over yourself to, like, oh, yeah, tell me exactly what it is. But it's like somebody who obviously works here is trying to tell you, no, 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 you're, you're wrong about this. This is how it actually is. Or at least, you know, keep an open mind. You're not willing to humble yourself and listen to somebody. I want to talk to you. Okay. So foundational elements. That was, that was the idea. Totally got off on a tangent there. But look, like success is not complicated. Again, this is just find the formula. Look at the people that are doing well. Find the formula. Follow it. Don't try to overcomplicate it. Don't go into anywhere thinking, I need to revolutionize. Maybe you can. I'm not discouraging it. There's definitely a sweet spot between like beginning, 
where you're you're still creative, you're still open-minded, you haven't been overly indoctrinated. There's a sweet spot between that point and when you've been in it so long that you can't think new anymore. Or that's a terrible way of saying it. You can't, you can't think creatively anymore. Can't think new anymore. What's wrong with me? Um, yeah, absolutely. Like if you've been in an industry for 30 years and you've done things the exact same way that entire time, it's like, yeah, you, you lose that sense of innovation, okay? Find the sweet spot between the two. But if you're just starting out, you have to go through the process. You have to actually build a foundation. Keep an open mind, question everything, but don't throw it out the window just because you think you have the answers. All I got to say about that. All right, and then how much time we have? All right, we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to hit one more point. Prioritize your physical health, okay? Prioritize your physical health. And you're going to hate me for this, but that includes sleep. And I'm, I'm kind of butting heads with a lot of people. A lot of successful people, they, they say, like, oh, don't worry about sleeping. Look, don't sacrifice your health for short-term victory. Don't get me wrong. When I was 22, 23, I worked 16-hour days, six days a week at least. Very frequently worked seven days a week and oftentimes would work that 16-hour shift and stay at work and, like, still do stuff, Okay. I'm not saying you can't like go all out. I'm saying that you need to prioritize your physical health. Now, if it's like, if it's, if it's some, you're getting ready for something specific, and it's like this week I need to just go hard. Yeah, sacrifice sleep, whatever. But your lifestyle should not be built around a four hour sleep schedule. It's ridiculous. Um, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not eating right, if you're not exercising, you can kind of get away with that stuff when you're young because your metabolism's fast, your body's just new. <laughs> Like you're just you're younger, you're able to recover quicker, um, more quickly. I, I can't talk tonight. Um, anyway, there's there's any number of things that are going on that allow you to have a bit of a safety net. There's 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 more of a margin of error when you're young. If you're not actually taking care of yourself, though, that safety net disappears very quickly. Um, I'm at the age where I'm still young. I'm, I'm not old, but I'm at, I'm at the point where I can definitely tell I haven't been stretching this particular muscle group or this particular part of my body for the last 10 years and it hurts <laughs> you know i sleep the wrong position now and I, it hurts you know i don't get enough sleep one night and i feel it it's like you know i, I eat something that i shouldn't and i see it like your your ability to bounce back will disappear i hate to break it to you um that's one of my biggest frustrations with with dealing with younger people is that like this idea is like, oh, it's fine. I'll fix it later. No, no, no. Get it right the first time. Easier to do something right the first time, like I just said, than it is to fix a bad habit because those that the decline is so incremental. It's like a day by day thing. You, you look at yourself in the mirror every day and you don't notice that you're slowly putting on weight. Okay. You don't notice that you're slowly slipping. You're slowly declining and until you look back at yourself from three years ago and you realize, whoa, what happened? Okay, it's much better to put the priority on taking care of yourself now because your body will sustain you much longer. You'll have a lot more time on this earth, you know, barring accident, obviously, but like even your quality of life will continue for longer. Like if you're super healthy and you're in your 40s, um, you're still in your 40s, but you can enjoy it a lot more than if you're super unhealthy, right? I'm not saying that like, you can't stay up late to work on something important. I'm not saying that you can't occasionally skip a workout, um, you know, to, to go spend time with your friends. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you like get it right 80% of the time, 
you'll be okay, but make it a priority, right? You don't have to be a fitness influencer. You don't have to be a professional bodybuilder or, you know, athlete or whatever. You don't have to do that, but you have to make it a priority that, you know, no matter what, I get this body once. Even if you're like one of those people that's like, oh, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Okay, I have a great story about that. One of my early mentors who was not that good of an influence, um, this is back when I was working in clubs, he was all about living life a certain way. He was all about living from the heart, living from, for the experience, living for the moment. This very like adolescent mindset and philosophy that he had. This guy was in his early 60s. I love him to death. He's, he's an interesting human being, and we had some good times together. And he, he, and he, he did help me out a lot. But I watched this guy go through just the most, like, I can't even describe some of the horrors that he went through because he just, he abused his body his whole life. And it's like, when you get to that point where you're, you're older and you're declining and it's like, okay, the party's over. It's not a pretty picture. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm going to just live really fast and hard until I'm, you know, a little bit older than I'm going to pass. It doesn't a lot of times work that way. All right. Um, one of my good friends, I was trying to talk to him about this recently. He's like, yeah, I'm not really planning on living past 40. Like, dude, be realistic here. You're going to live past 40. Do you want to be a do you want to be in a nursing home at 50? Like, do you want to spend the next 10, 15, 20 years having somebody change your diaper? Do you do you know how they fix an enlarged prostate? Do you go look that up and then tell me that you don't want to take care of your body? It's important to take care of your health and I know that I'm not saying anything new and profound here. I'm just trying to drive the point home. If you do nothing else, take care of yourself early on and be patient. Allow the good things to come to you through the diligence of your efforts. All right? Things will work out very well for you if you, if you apply this. This is going to be part of a series, so stay tuned for the next part, I guess. Um, if you guys want to support the show, I know that you can do it on Spotify. I know that you go to the, um, the link that's on there. Um, you can subscribe to the show. Uh, also, if you guys are interested in getting coaching from me, by all means, hit me up. Instagram's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Just jump in my DMs, and I will do my best to respond. I'm usually pretty good about it. I have been a little bit busy lately, um, but I think I've gotten back to everybody. Either way, guys, I hope you enjoy the show. Let me know if I can do anything for you. Good luck.